lovely stuff. Uh, welcome one and all to episode 57 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. I'm Graham Death Crackers, the production editor of Megavisions. And joining me this week, we have... Oh, wait, wait, my finger's going the wrong way. Scotty the Vampire Slayer, the managing editor of Megavisions. And this week, we have a very special guest. Joining us is... And, oh, wrong way. Anti-Chris Redfield from Scrubverse and Megavisions. My camera's still flipped, so it's a bit weird. I don't know where to point. Uh, yeah, today we've got a very spoopy show for you. As usual, we'll be answering some of your burning questions. And we'll have our picks of the week, where we chat about uh, Shin Megami Tensai, Alien Isolation. And Scotty gives us the feels with the last blockbuster documentary. Plus, we have our feature discussion this week, which will be getting extremely spoopy, where we take non-scary Sega games and wonder what they'd be like as horror movies. So strap in and join us as we ride the waves of the internet to the magical island that is the Megavision Show. But before we begin, let's tuck into the sweetened pumpkin appetizer that is our week. So Scotty, let's start with you and find out what's been going on. Man, you sure are a writer. (laughs) with all of those all that symbology in there um yeah i the listeners can't see it but i tried to find a a spooky shirt and the best i could find was uh this motion city soundtrack which is a band but the actual design on the shirt is like um uh poltergeist a girl like looking into the tv there it's pretty cool look at that all right i'm neat um so i see you're sporting some sort of spoopy type thing graham with your zombies on the front there i am indeed this is in fact the house of the dead i don't know if you can see the back it's the house of the dead uh, overkill, overkill. t-shirts uh nice. that i have so yeah the zombies for the for the audio listeners it's like a row of zombies or sort of silhouettes and sort of yeah just looking a bit spooky and it looks like chris has actually got a i've got a i've got a doom inspired uh military bro shirt that <laughs> nice slay your demons <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. it said stalk them. What does it say? Or, no, I'm sorry. Stack your demons. Oh, okay. Stack bodies. Yeah, stock your oh, demons okay. would make sense. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, I haven't been playing a whole month, a whole bunch really. Work got nuts, and it's a busier time for me. But um, I did actually finally get a chance to uh, play some drums a little bit, practice my drums, which is always a workout and a stress reliever for me. Um, they're at my mom's house in my brother's old bedroom and it was really crazy because i was playing and the ceiling light was like flickering along with my playing so i'm like having played phasmophobia this past week where when the light flickers that means the ghost is nearby that you're trying to not get killed by um and like with the spooky movies we've been watching lately i was like freaked out for a second but then i realized that it was actually happening when i would hit the kick at certain moments so i'm like oh this is kind of really cool i wish that someone was actually watching this oh also no one was home so i thought uh previously like if i'm zoned in and if uh someone walks into the room they'll like flip the light switch to get my attention that wasn't happening i was still by myself in this house so it was kind of awesome and i realized after i was done playing i had actually um knocked the light bulb loose from its socket so i was just screwing back in like that's how freaking um (laughs) I guess that's rock and roll or something because I was playing that intensely that I was like knocking the light out of the thing. So it's a good thing that it wasn't so loose that it, I was just waiting for it to like fall while I was playing too. But, um, but that, I I just thought I mentioned that because it was funny because it freaked me out for a second because of Halloween and all that crap. But, um, 
otherwise, yeah, I haven't really been playing much. Uh, haven't. We did do a Thursday night throwdown where Antichrist, uh, his friend Kiki, and Corey, aka Tornado Jones, and I all played Phasmophobia. Um, I we don't. I guess we don't need to talk too much about that because everyone can go. I. I think we might want to like save that whole stream because that might be a good thing to go back to because um, it's just a fun co-op ghost hunting game um, mm. and it, it, it's, a, it's a good time. Uh, I, 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 I want to talk about it, but if I start, then it'll, it'll be like a 20-minute description on everything. <laughs> um, the, but... the biggest takeaway from that was why is Corey the biggest fucking baby? Yeah, the biggest <laughs> bitch. So, all right. I think it's kind of phasmophobia sort of blown up a little bit, not to the fall guys or among us extent, but it has, it's an early access, but it's a first person um, ghost hunting game where you have your notebook and you have to find three things um, to pinpoint what type of ghost is haunting this structure. And so you have to use different tools and techniques like a thermometer, uh, the uh, UV light, um, uh, a talk box thing, different stuff to determine what type of ghost you're hunting, and then you get paid for it. But you can die in it, and then you lose all your items. But you're supposed to work together. It's up to four players. Um, Corey, big giant horror movie fan Corey, fucking <laughs> wimped out immediately when we were playing this game. Like, we're all going in. Kiki had played a good bit before. I was familiar with watching different streamers and, and places play it. Um, and Chris and Corey were kind of along for the ride, I think. But, um, so we walk in there and like every five minutes, Corey's like, I'll go, I'll go check the van. I'll go see what I can see on the camera in the van. Cause you can see different like <laughs> meters and stuff from the van. Like you can see the sanity meter and like a map of the structure and you can watch the, the surveillance cameras that we place. Um, so he would just be like, go back there and do whatever. I'm like, no, we fucking need, get back in here. We need you in here. So, that would be so me doing that. I get terrified in games. <laughs> it's just not like it's I've played spooky games and it's not that scary of a game, but I wouldn't play this by myself because the coolest thing about it is you we we turn we muted Discord for ourselves cuz you have to use the in-game radio. Um you have you have a, a global radio and then you have the talk box which is what you use to threaten and kind of alert the ghost to get them up here and do stuff so you can figure out what type of ghost they are. It's really cool. Um Again, it, it's an early access, though, so it's it's fun because you can say the ghost's name and, like, call it out and stuff, um, but it's also proximity-based, so, like, if we're not near each other, we use the global thing, but otherwise you can't hear them unless you're whatever, but, oh, God, it was such a fucking roller coaster, uh, <laughs> man. The most hilarious... Honest... Yeah, go ahead. It was honestly a lot of fun. Like yeah. it, it was, it was hilarious. But god, god damn, like to me, like as I'm playing the game, I'm like formulating strategy, and I'm like, honestly, somebody should be in the van at all times. But it should be a rotation because the way that it works is that when you're in the house and you're in the dark, your sanity meter continually right. ticks down. Now, if yeah. you're in the van, it stabilizes and it goes back up. So there should be a constant switch off between who's going in and who's going out um yeah, yeah. but no Corey was just like i can't i can deal with movies i can't <laughs> deal with games what a wuss <laughs> and it's also the the another major um point to, a part of the game is each person can only carry three items at once so you do have to rotate like there's the very useful items and there's the kind of the one-off items as well 
Um, the situational ones. Yeah, but like the last the last round that we had, Chris is leading the way with the thermometer, which is kind of the the first thing you want to go through the door. The the first person going, and you want the thermometer, find the cold room. Um, and then you want to have someone around with uh, a UV light for fingerprints, someone with the talk box so that, you know, if you're in the cold room, another person is using the talk box to talk to the ghost and try to get them to reply. Because you can say, like, how old are you? And it'll flash on the talk box, adult or Ooh. child, or it'll say die or behind, like stuff like that, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, so the last round, we're like, okay, who's got the thermometer? Chris is like, I do. All right, lead the way. Okay, but who's got the talk box? I do. Oh, well, who's got the uh, notebook? I do. Chris, we need to split up the items because you can't use them all at once. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, like, they're still, like, talking and getting shit ready. I've already opened the door, and I'm in the house. And I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's do this, boys. Let's go. Yeah. You <laughs> Jenkins of the team. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, thumbs up. Let's do this. Jenkins. <laughs> fucking... And then, like, that last game, like... <laughs> I'm like bunkered down in the corner. The ghost is in the room with me. And I'm like, guys, I really need some help. Someone come get me. And Corey's like, no, fuck you, die. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that sounds so much fun. <laughs> it's pretty good. And uh, one last thing I'll say is the, the names, the ghost types and everything are randomized. So um, the best I saw someone else playing, the ghost's name was Richard Martin. So it was Ricky Martin. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to go with that time we got Thomas Thomas. Yeah, that was the, la the last ghost that we had. Literally, the first name was Thomas, and his last name was Thomas. So <laughs> Rachel could, like, hear me through the house screaming for Thomas Thomas, and she thought I was just being a, an idiot. But I was like, no, honey, the ghost's name was Thomas Thomas. <laughs> so it's a great game. It's It's definitely... We've even... She wants to play it, but she, her laptop is not the greatest, but we've been talking about, like, setting up to somehow hooking up her laptop in the game room next to me on my PC and maybe playing together and stuff because it's a fun it's really it's not it, it's scary because like how PT is scarier playing it than it is watching it um it's not it's only scary when you start hearing like the ghost will talk into your headset and stuff and oh. and you'll hear like heartbeats and things like that and then when you see it for a second like you got to run cuz the other cool the coolest probably the coolest thing that it does do is when a ghost appears in a room if there's a door, it'll close and lock that door. So you are now trapped in the room with the ghost. Um, so yeah, I already I oh, talked man. more than I meant to, but I really I'm I'm really it, it's one of those games where it's like, why hasn't someone done this before? You know? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm always thinking this sounds all like stuff that should have been done, but that yeah. sounds awesome. I mean, I'm terrible at scary games. I'm a big chicken, so I sound yeah. just like Corey. But I do enjoy them, so. Yeah, it's one of those things. I like to get scared by them. I'm like, ah, God. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, like, I'll be, really I'll be just standing outside the house going, I, I can't go in there. That's <laughs> so great. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, that's really, I didn't, surprisingly enough, I didn't buy crap or nothing arrived for me to talk about buying this week, except for like some, some band merchandise and stuff, which is actually in the wash right now anyway. But yeah, Phasmophobia is a good time and hopefully uh, we'll play it again soon. But that's me. Nice. Nice. Cool, and. Cool anti-chris redfield how's yes, it going sir. it's going um this week i think like major milestones is i took one of my sega genesis minis because i bought two of them because i'm a psycho mm -hmm. uh and i modded it i installed it with project lunar project lunar is a 
soft mod interface that one of the guys in the MV server helped me out with. Uh, and you can you can just stack it up with any of your own games. So I downloaded the ROMs off my games and then stuck them onto the mini. Um, but you could like put up your own artwork. If you think that the American artwork sucks, you can put up the Japanese or the European. And you know, the only thing that sucks is I can't get my copy of Alien Soldier to run on it because it still uh, thinks that it's an NTSC uh, machine, which uh, it is. Hmm. But and it, it's really annoying because like Alien Soldier is one of the best games on the Sega Genesis or the Mega Drive, and it's only available on the Korean version of the Sega Genesis Mini. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's when you look at like the localized versions of what the Sega Genesis Mini has to offer, it's you you miss out on a, a few gems and shit like that. Yeah. But, no, did that. Uh, work sucks and i hate it but my boss seems to like me so i mean that's there's that um <laughs> <laughs> i started playing shimigami tensei 4 yesterday i think i'm going to continue on playing that shimigami tensei like a lot of people talk about the persona series and persona is very much like um like school life and you know, all mm. getting all your friends together and so shimigami tensei is like no fucking horror there's demons there's angels uh, you gotta go into Naraku, which is like this cave where all the demons dwell, and you have to, it's like Pokemon, you have to recruit them, but it's not like catching them with a Pokeball, you have to like, sell your soul, or give them money, or give them items and shit like that, and they'll turn around and take your money and be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna kill you anyway. And oh, the game God. is so volatile, that one wrong move, or miss, uh, making a bad selection can just wipe your entire party because stats are so lopsided where in this game you want to just stick to one type of attribute so if you're going for a physical build you only just want to put all of your stats into dexterity uh, if you're going for a magical build then you want to put all your stats into magic and then that's it but if you come across somebody who's a physical bruiser uh, you're going to get your shit pushed so all of your demons that you end up recruiting, if they die, they're gone forever. So it's 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 rough. It's it's a it's a difficult game, but it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's definitely it's definitely very cool. Um, and then finally, I know Scotty, I've been talking to you about this um, last year, or not last year, earlier this year. I started on a project for Anarchy Reigns because we were all on the Anarchy Reigns hype, and I wanted to do a video on that. But work got super hectic by the time that I was ready to go into production. Uh, now I'm restarting that project. Hopefully within the next couple, maybe the next month or two, Ooh. I'll have it done. So nice. I got some stuff from the Mega Visions guys who also helped me with there. So, I mean, I got that shit going on in the background. And as far as pickups are concerned, hold on, let me go grab them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anarchy Reigns is a good time. And it's crazy. Yeah. How... I own it, but I haven't really played it much. I tell you so, I... I like repro carts. Like I like getting shit that we didn't get in the United States and you can go on like ROM translations or romhacking.com and download translation patches uh, translation patches. Um I had purchased last year at Too Many Games a copy of Megami Tensei the Old Testament for the Super Nintendo. Uh I finally after a year booted that up and realized it's just another copy of Shimigami Tensei 2 so I got ripped off $40. Hmm. 
so I had to go end up buying another copy of that. But like here, this is the the box art on it because of course listeners won't be able to see that. But also, I saw a game Majin Tensei, which I thought was Megami Tensei, but I can't spell or read, so. <laughs> I ended up getting a box version of that. This is actually a strategy game in the same vein as Fire Emblem. Mm. Um, okay. And, like, they they did, they created their own box and everything. It, it looks legit. It's beautiful. And then, you know, the actual game itself. So that's, <laughs> those are my pickups. That's my week. The, wait, so is that a, that's a fan game then? That you, the box that you held up? It's not a fan game. So it's, it's a legit game that was released in Japan. Okay. But fans created a translation for it oh, okay and what you usually do is that they get downloaded as ips files and then you patch the rom with the ips file and it translates everything to english to the best of the translation patches yeah. ability right mm. yeah yeah so awesome because all those shin megami tensei games none of them are in, are in english our first shin megami tensei game i believe was nocturne for the playstation 2 so all the Super Nintendo stuff, all of that is in Japanese. I actually had no idea it's that old. I thought it's all like sort of PlayStation Two onwards. No, we actually realize. Tensei has been around since the NES. Like I have wow. Megami Tensei One and Two in their original boxes for the Famicom in my oh. in my game room. So no, that that series has been around for a long time. The the issue was is that. You know, most Japanese developers back in the day didn't think, one, it was going to get past Nintendo of America's anti-religion clause, yeah. because that was a huge thing. Two, the games are hard as fuck. They're very difficult. Maybe like, I those games wait. don't hold your hand. Didn't the original NES in America have a game called Noah's Ark or something? That was not yeah, official. That, that was... Okay, so that, was, so that wasn't official. That was made by a company, and I'm uh, I'm going to fuck up the name. I think it's like Wonder Tree or some shit like that. And they created a lot of games that were religious. Um, spiritual spiritual Warfare was a Legend of Zelda ripoff. Uh, it's actually okay. a really good game, but Spiritual Warfare was a Zelda knockoff that was teaching kids about, you know, the sword of the spirit, like the, the armor of God, so to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but those those are like the Tengen games. They're not yeah. licensed by Nintendo. Like those, like oh, uh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. I thought the Noah mm-hmm. One was actually officially released, licensed no, not game. At all. That's oh. very, very bootleg, almost. Um, it's in that like turquoise teal colored cart and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've never seen argue, a copy. I just knew it. Oh, people still <laughs> argue to this day, like if it's called Super Noah's Ark 3D or like Super Super 3D Noah's Ark. Yeah, I think it's on Steam actually, or something weird. Um, Angry Video Game Nerd was where I first learned of that uh, game's existence and everything. Yeah, and the wow. company's called Wisdom Tree, not Wonder Tree. But oh, yeah, okay. they did they did the the Doom knockoff of Noah's Ark and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> For those that have no the idea what know. we're talking mm-hmm. about, a quick summary of that Noah's Ark game is instead of shooting Nazis, you are feeding food to animals on Noah's Ark and putting them to sleep. I didn't even realize that was the game, to be honest. I think yep. I'd seen, like, a picture of the box art. I didn't even realize that was... Oh. Wow. There was other ones. There were, like, platformers and shit like that where you played as, like, the... Um, I forget the name of the game, but there was, like, these three-part... Uh, games where you played as abraham going up the mountain to go sacrifice your son you played as mary going to give birth to jesus and you played as moses 
uh, and the platforming is kind of similar in a sense. It feels like a Mega Man game. Almost. Okay. So I mean, they're they're, they're fascinating games. Let's check the them wild, out one day. Back in the wild west of video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting you mentioned Persona 4 and Shin Megami Tensei and stuff, um, because, Scotty, I don't even remember, a few episodes ago, like, actually quite a few episodes ago, I was racking my brain for the name of a game that was made by one of the guys who made the Persona games, um, yeah. and I just literally remembered it as Antichrist was talking about it. It was the Caligula effect on the PS Vita. Oh, was, they yeah. Released, mm-hmm. They released one on the PS4 as well, but... I was trying to rack my brakes. It's basically a very similar game to Persona. It was like set in a school and stuff like that. And I was just like, I could not remember it. And I reviewed it for the website back in the day. Um, but yeah, that was it. The Caligula effect. It's very mediocre. Don't play it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's cool. It's a really cool concept. But my god, the dun- the dungeons are like so long. The battles get the battles are really cool, but they also get so long. Like after like a few hours, I was just like, "Oh, this game is just drawing itself out for no reason." I'd rather yeah. it be short, but have a really good storyline. And most of the dungeons were like really bland, like very repetitive, and it's like, guys, this could have been short and sweet and really cool. But anyway, that moving on. I think um, I, I, maybe I just want to verify my own thought process before we get far away from Shimagami Tensei. I thought. Those were released in the states on the PS One at first, or am I thinking of the Persona series? The Persona series was released on the PlayStation One. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, Persona came out. Revelations Persona came out in like ninety seven, ninety eight, hmm. and then Persona Two, uh, Innocent Sin, or Eternal Punishment. Uh, I don't think that the United States got both of those games. I think we only got one, and then we got a translation of it later on down the road on the PSP. So we got Revelations Persona first, Innocent Sin or Eternal Punishment, and then Persona uh, Persona 3 for PS2 later on. Gotcha. Cool. And uh, my week this week has basically been one of the worst weeks, I have to admit, at my job. I actually like my job. I like my company. But my God, it's a really stressful. I've had a stressful few weeks, and last week was just, fuck this, basically. Mm. And my boss really pissed not just me off, but my whole team off. He, he, He... it's just him like trying to play the middle ground, play it safe in the company, and it just like it's kind of just pissed. It's more like he's not backing up his own team, but he seems to back up other teams. It's like you clearly don't have our backs, dude. Like, what are you doing? I won't go into detail about it. It's not interesting for anyone else. But we had like a meeting about a couple of things, and afterwards, the rest of my team basically we just sort of had a call without him. We were just like, what the fuck was that meeting? Basically, oh my god, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, and it affects my work directly, um, and I'm just like, it's it's fine. I, was, I won't I won't talk about that. But yeah, just pissed off, bad week, sort of. So not in the best mood. But I did try to cheer myself up with a bit of Borat two, um, or subsequent movie film. Mm. Which uh, for two things on that, one I've actually been, I don't I don't really say it on here, but I've said it a lot to my friends. For some reason, I, I picked up the phrase movie film years ago. So I'll go, hey, what movie films have you been seeing? And now he's using that in the title of his movie. I'm like, oh, everyone's going to think I'm talking about Borat now. God damn it. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not going to go into the movie itself, but I, some of you might have read the articles about it. I knew there was a controversial scene in it, but the scene what with, um, I'm going to get his name wrong, R- Rudy Giuliani, is that his name? Or Giuliani? Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New yeah. York. Former yep. mayor of New York. Current um, lawyer Trump's of uh, Trump. Lawyer. Yeah. I, di- I knew there was a controversial scene. I didn't know it was about him. 
But when that scene came up, I was actually genuinely in shock. I was just like, did that actually just happen? Like, Jesus. oh my God. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. But just genuinely, I was just like, shit. Like, this is like <laughs> actually like documentary style. Like, that's a secret camera. What? Um, so, yeah. Um, I won't say anything more. I might bring up, I might talk about the movie next week, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, also saw Hubie Halloween, so Adam Sandler's newish Netflix release. Um, Why? Very middle-of-the-road Sandler, I think. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. You know, I thought there was some parts in it that kind of made me chuckle a bit. But I am, like, yeah, it's fine. genuinely surprised you even gave that a shot because it does not... It, it looks like Ernest Scared Stupid, but bad. Like, we, we just watched <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid recently. Uh, that was Rachel's introduction to Ernest, actually. And and she's like, that's just what Hubie Halloween's trying to be. I'm like, I guess. Like, I don't, it doesn't even look yeah. entertaining. I don't know. It, it, there is an entertaining element to it. And I thought the story was actually better than it was going to be. But yeah, it's just kind of some very typical Adam Sandler style characters and stuff in it. Then some of the humor is very typical Adam Sandler, but not on the, the best level. You know, you get, I think Adam Sandler does some great movies, but yeah, yeah. some of them are. Yeah, so it's it's worth a watch, but don't don't expect anything amazing at all. Um, seen one Adam Sandler movie, you've seen them all. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's he's got a range, yeah, but he I've got thought. real comfortable real quick. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. I've seen some varying ones, but I'll give yeah. the exception to Click, but I don't know. That's what I've not seen, or might have seen part of it. But anyway, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I just side note this is just a ridiculous. This is how ridiculous I am sometimes. Back when DVDs were a big thing, um, I was really lazy one weekend and I had fifty first dates in my DVD player on my TV, and I was so lazy that weekend. I didn't want to get out of bed, so I watched fifty first dates about five times because I couldn't be able to get out and change the DVD. I was just like, ah, oh, just put it on again. Yeah, I like. I was like playing games or something in the background, but I was like, I just had it on. Like, yeah, I just have that five, on in the background. Yeah. So it was actually 500 <laughs> just, first dates. Basically. <laughs> um, 500 dates. Yes, if you do. Yeah. You only watch it five times. Yeah. Ah, math. Yeah. Um, and also, because Scotty was talking about it last week, I actually sat down and watched A Quiet Place finally because uh, nice. I, as i said i had started watching it previously but something came up i had to leave or go out or something and so i just stopped it so I started from the beginning since i'd actually seen half the movie yeah. <laughs> i didn't realize i'd actually seen that much and i will i won't talk about it too much we're going to because you spoke about it scotty but i will say i completely agree with what you said you said last week at the end of the movie you're like oh i want more i was exactly the same i was like yeah. oh yeah hell yeah I'm, I'm in this now i want to see more of this and I think that's why maybe I didn't realize I'd watched half of it before. I was so drawn into it. I was just, it's so engaged. Even though quite a lot doesn't seem to happen for some of the movie, it's just something very engaging about it. So it's, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Great stuff. But, uh, oh yeah, and I, I did have a couple of pickups. One of them is physical, which is the movie Electric Dreams. Okay. I'm just holding the box up to the camera for audio listeners. And on the, on the box art, the box art reveals almost nothing about it. It's got like a, weird little old computer system that looks like a devil uh, with like a monitor and keyboard with devil horns coming out of it and the 80s style electric dreams logo underneath and if you've never seen this or never heard of it it's one of the most 80s movies you'll ever watch it's essentially 
about a guy who buys his computer system, which is almost like an Alexa kind of device. It can control everything in his house, like it can control lights, it can control his toaster, his kettle, all that stuff. And it falls in love with his neighbor. And he kind of falls in love with his neighbor as well, like the owner. And then there's like, it's like the computer kind of semi turns evil. But it's it's a weirdly uplifting rom com kind of affair as well at the same time. It's like a what? mixed bag of stuff. And it's got it's got one of the best soundtracks ever. Have you ever heard the song Electric Dreams or Together in Electric Dreams? Probably. That's from this movie. Um, I, I could try and sing it if you want. I, well, sing I want... a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll always be together, however far it seems. We'll always be together. Together in electric dreams. I'm just waiting for him to finish. Never heard it. Yep. Terrible singing. Never heard <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, that offended your ears so much. <laughs> Man, I, um, the, anyway. the cover, the actual font of the title looks like the font for Dirty Dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it is, like, as I say, the most 80s movie ever. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I'm very excited to watch that i've only ever seen it on vhs never been able to get it otherwise but now it seems to be available on blu-ray so i'm like woohoo and cool. another game i picked up which i don't have a physical version of is a game called draskula the vampire strikes back which is an old spanish point and click adventure game which was re-released they actually had a kickstarter to re-release it on steam but also on dreamcast as well and while they're waiting for the dreamcast physical versions to be shipped and you know because of whole covid stuff everything's been delayed uh They've, they've finished making the game, and I've uh, got a Steam code for it, so I picked that up. I haven't actually played it yet, but I, had, I downloaded it and had a quick look at the trailer and stuff for it. And, uh, yeah, it seemed old-school point-and-click adventure. But, uh, yeah, I want to support it because it's on the Dreamcast, and hopefully when my Dreamcast copy arrives, I will show you that and talk more about it. But there you go. So that it. Draskula. Draskula. Yeah, so not... So I guess... I don't know if they... Is Dracula actually a branded name? I don't think it is, but they, they, they called it Draskula. But it's Spanish, so maybe that's the... Spanish um, ways, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's it. You reminded me. I'm. I might. I don't know if we're down with it. I might throw a different song at the end of this episode because um, mm. the pop punk band Ludo released a song called "Scare Me," and it like not many songs make me laugh, but like the bridge of this song, it's a very Halloween and haunted house kind of themed thing. Um, but the okay. bridge made me laugh, and it's a good, fun, spooky time. But for some reason, you singing reminded me that oh i've been pretty much playing this song non-stop um <laughs> it's fun it's good i uh, uh i i try to tag people in discord who might be into it um i've kind of, i've stopped tagging anti-chris because he listens to so much different music that i i would pretty much at you for everything i post in that section but i'm fine with it you can do that okay yeah it's a fun goofy song and um it uh, the bridge made me laugh, so I might share that with everybody because more people need a, a nice. fun Halloweeny type song. I think anyway. So cool. Brilliant. They're always really good cool. at telling stories with their music. So um, yeah, no that that movie sounds interesting, and I think I want to see it because the cover does does not look like a rom com at all. So yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing, and I wouldn't say it's like it's definitely not a horror movie. Just to be clear on that, it's not a horror movie, yeah, but there is an element of danger with the computer, and uh, isn't there always? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I can tell Take you the title on the front, which it yeah. says, "Meet Edgar. He'll make you sing, make you dance, make you laugh, make you cry, make you jealous, make you nuts." That's like what it's. It's, it's like 
it's not doesn't this this just does not sell the movie whatever but uh i've seen it before and i loved it so <laughs> how did you um, um quick question before you get away how did you did you buy it because you had it through the kickstarter or you said you found the blu-ray or something or what did you sorry for, so the, the Draskula Vampire Strikes Back was the Kickstarter thing, oh. but Electric Dreams was something else. This is a different okay. pickup. Sorry. So yeah, that this this I, I got this because a friend of mine owns the VHS tape, um, which an old school friend, and we it used to be like our hangover cure. Like we'd all get drunk, go back to his house. The next morning, we're like, oh, let's have some breakfast. Let's put on the movie. And he just randomly put this movie on one day, and we we're all like, this is the weirdest thing. And we all loved it. So every time we went around there, we'd watch that movie. But none of us could ever find it. Because like this is mm. back when VHS tapes were kind of dying. The DVDs were coming in. But we couldn't find the VHS tape of it. We couldn't find the DVD of it. So none of, no one else owned it. He's yeah. the only person who owned it. And then I just realized I found it. The, like, you could get the soundtrack on CD and stuff really easily. The soundtrack is really big. It's got loads of quite big names on it. Um, support from the 80s. But yeah, then I just happened to be on Amazon. I was like, oh wait what i just saw it just pop up i was like hell yeah i'm getting that i'm very so... curious i want to see this i uh <laughs> yeah. i don't normally take i it recommendations from graham no offense graham but they're a 50 50 shot <laughs> oh, I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I tried watching that episodes show and i didn't really like that at all but i i, I forgot Great to show. tell you that we did watch um uh, enola holmes and oh yeah we did dig that um so this sounds very weird and your little actually backstory of it sold it for me of how hard it was to find so now i'm very curious <laughs> brilliant okay <laughs> awesome and before we get on with the rest of our show i just wanted uh, to ask like what's uh what scary games have you guys been playing this week and uh, like scotty the vampire slayer what scary game have you been playing a real spooky deal, let me tell you, with Mario Brothers 35, those creepy Goombas running around Whoa. and scary fireballs. You go into those dungeons and you fight that big turtle with the spike shell and you just don't know who's going to be creeping up behind you. That is scary. That is chilling. I I can't play that game. It's too scary. Anti-Chris Redfield, what game have you been playing? So, like, these games aren't necessarily horror, but they absolutely should be classified as such. Uh, because we're doing a, a Star Wars special for the upcoming uh, issue 10 of the magazine, I've been playing some Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasai, which Ooh. is the, or Terras Kasi, which is the fighting game for the PlayStation 1. Um, that, that will make you lose your mind. You will go crazy from playing that game. It has psychological effects on you. It's, it's not a lie. It's, it's the most fascinating fighting game I've ever played. Uh, besides that, me personally, I've been creating a Sonic the Hedgehog tier list, and I am still slogging through Sonic 06. Um, that, oh, is a, that is a true <laughs> horror game. Like If you want to talk about like you teleporting, you dying, like death, death is just right on the horizon, dude. It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely everywhere. Things will things will happen, like on the side, and just completely wreck your game. It's it's terrible. The voice acting, like top tier C list acting. I'm telling you, man. It's it's like some of the best shit, like literal shit, like literal fucking garbage that I've ever fucking played. It's I, I don't know if it's an urban legend. I have heard that people have died from playing Sonic the Hedgehog in real life. So I had two heart attacks. I'm down. I I, I mean I. <laughs> I died inside when I played it, so yeah. You're now just a soulless corpse. I love it. Yeah, um, I'm a husk. Thanks, Dota 6. 
And just for me, the most scariest game I could think of playing at the moment was Billy Hatch and the Giant Egg after uh. Scotty last week talking of like mentioning his description of it. Terrifying. A boy, giant egg rolling around. That's 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 not what he wants to see in the morning. So yeah. Anyway, so let's move on. That is some terrifying stuff there, and I hope we can all sleep at night this week, to be honest. Um, because that stuff just creeps me out and scares me. But it's time to move on to Actually, have we had any feedback this week, Scotty? Zippo. Got to ask at the start. We had Zippo. So good news, the feedback forum of Doom is not happening. So we managed to avoid that that frightening event, and we'll move on to Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. That's right. We're going to open it on up and see what's going on in this week's Mail Sack. Uh, first up, we have... We actually missed a question last week. Do you guys want to address this one real quick? Yeah, do it. Yeah, we can do. Yep. So by, on Twitter... By Richard Guitar Video Game Jack O' Lantern Tom Bachan eighty seven Jack O' Lantern or Tomachan eighty seven. Uh, <laughs> <they laughs> That's said, a crazy name. They said, "What is your favorite Sega system, and why is it the Dreamcast?" I'll go first. Mine's the Saturn, <laughs> uh, but the Dreamcast slowly creeps into that every, with every marathon. But mine, mine is the Sega Saturn. Ooh, uh, Antichrist Redfield, do you want to go? Do you want to go next? Sure. I mean, originally, it has been like historically the uh, the Sega Genesis. It's what I grew up on. Um, I, you know, playing Mortal Kombat, playing all the Sonic the Hedgehog games, playing Outrun and shit like that. Uh, as I started diving more into the the Sega Genesis, and I really started like confirming what type of gamer i am like rely like looking more for like role-playing games and fighting games um it was the dreamcast for some time because the dreamcast has some of the best fighting games out there it's got rival schools it's got marvel vs. capcom 2 um got through street fighter third strike but as recently as within like the last year or so i've just been discovering more and more fighting games like nearly arcade perfect ports of these fighting games for the Sega Saturn. And I mean, like I, I went off and I got the Brooks converter for the Sega Saturn and Dreamcast bundle. Um, so that I can play like actual, oh yeah. And the, you can like have like translation, translation ports onto your action replay so that you can actually, you know, play it and understand it and all that nonsense. Like being able to play shining force three parts, two and three is amazing. Like yeah. it's, it's the best. Um, so right now, this it's it's right now the Dreamcast, but the the Saturn has been slowly creeping back up and uh, trying to dethrone solely for the uh, some of the role playing and uh, fighting games that are on there. Yeah, I'm I'm actually genuinely torn between both the Dreamcast and the Saturn. Some of my favorite games of all time are on the Saturn. So my favorite racing game of all time, Sega Rally. Um, my favorite game of all time, Pan's Dragoon Saga which is also my favorite RPG. But um, my next one is Shining Force 3. I The first part one, I absolutely love that game to death. So yeah, like my favorite games on the Saturn, but I just love the Dreamcast as well. I probably put more hours into the Dreamcast overall now. Um, I've got tons of games for you. Probably, well, video viewers, you've probably seen my shelves up there. Most of them actually Dreamcast games, um, European Dreamcast games. So yeah, um, I don't know. I, I and the Dreamcast is just so revolutionary for its time, as we all know. You know, internet and everything, and and the games are still being made for it, which is mind blowing. So, 
yeah, both both of those down the down the line. I can't I can't actually decide. But I can't wait go. to start. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that um someone asked that question in the Discord recently. Um, and I was like, uh, I, they pinged me on the side at, saying like, Hey, which system would you want to talk about if I did, if I threw this, this project together? I was like, I mean, dude, the Genesis got me into games, but the Saturn has some of my favorite games on it. So I could talk about that library, but then the Dreamcast has one of the most unique game libraries out there. Cause they were mm. trying so many, Literally. not just Sega trying so many different things, but so many wacky games that kind of made it from japan to us and 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 whatever fucking so pen pen yeah yes <laughs> so it's um i i think uh, that's kind of i'm glad we answered that question then because i mean mm. it, rightfully the dreamcast like since it was their swan song i think a lot of people picked that because it was so short-lived and maybe part of the reason that people do love it so much is because it didn't have a fighting chance but yeah uh, but uh, but then there's us who all of us almost picked the saturn <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i think that's interesting Um, what did you have uh i interrupted you there did you have something else to add to that chris no um with the poly mega on the horizon i'm pretty excited to start streaming some uh some saturn in full hdmi yeah without having to jump through hoops and fucking with the motherboard so i'm i'm excited that shit comes out next month i'm i'm there yeah that's gonna be good that soon god Mm -hmm. yeah brilliant yeah yeah i need to order one even though it's gonna be hard to get hold of. No, oh, it's gonna be harder to get, more expensive. Like there was a discount going. Me and Powell jumped on that immediately, mm-hmm. and it yeah. was the the base model with all four extensions for mm. the for the cartridges. So like Sega Genesis, Nintendo, Turbo Graphics sixteen. Like holy shit! And uh, I forget what the fourth one was. Super Nintendo. But Super Nintendo. Thank you. Um, but yeah, all that shit's gonna be offered. Uh, for five hundred dollars, and now it's going up to I think six or seven hundred. So yeah, I I kicked myself for not being able to get that. I mean, yeah, I I almost just bought the base unit on its own yeah. with nothing else because that was reduced. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't really have the money, so I just held off. And now I'm like, <laughs> I I think you uh, for I think you're in a similar boat to me, Graham. That you would probably primarily be using it for the Saturn stuff and that the mm. base model is just the, the disk drive, the CD drive. So that and yeah. Sega, yeah, Sega CD stuff, I think you'd be safe to start out with that because I think each module $60 additionally. I forget, but... It was 50 when I bought it. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's... I, I thought it was jumping up to 75 yeah. And now base wow. model, I believe, is going to run you uh, 400 Mm-hmm. So, but when and, they when they announced they have Saturn support, I'm like, oh, I gotta jump on this. I, I think that was yeah. a, that was a breaking point for a lot of people, not just not just like Saturn fans, but like collectors, because you can mm. uh, dump games onto the Polymega. Is the big mm. that that is the shining point of that for collectors? Because how I mean, hardware goes quicker than software, so um mm. that's why i and and even pal and i joke that like i'm gonna borrow his copy of burning rangers he's gonna borrow my copy of panzer dragoon saga and we're just gonna dump them onto our polymegas and you know have them <laughs> in there so finally you know, yeah so mm-hmm. that's the and idea. there's like there's translation support for it too so like yeah. the copy of oh, burning wow. rangers that i own is a japanese copy and i'm english translation slap that on there yep Parts two and three for Shining Force. Slap that on there. So with Burning Rangers, though, the the reason I've never 
I still haven't gotten the American and have stayed away from getting the Japanese, even though it's cheaper. There's the audio portion that is mm. is that translated? That. Do you know? Because that's how no, the game guides that probably you. Wouldn't, yeah. That probably yeah. wouldn't be it, but yeah. whatever. I, 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 I know um, enough. I was gonna say if you can learn like the the what Japanese is for like go left and go right and stuff or go forward, that's kind of yeah. the the directions they give you like go left or go go next door or something. That's that's kind of the stuff that is very <laughs> three doors down. Basic there directions. Perfect. It's not like a full on Google. Okay, <laughs> I know enough weeb to to get left and right out there. So cool, nice. Yeah, and I I one of the reasons I actually held off. I just remembered is because I was very skeptical of this because I thought it might just be the next Ouya which I thought was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard of, like when they started talking about the Ouya, and then they talk about, you know, being able to support all this, all, all these different consoles. It's like, they're not going to have the SAS on it. They're going to say that, they're going to release it, it's not going to But now I understand that they've actually got people out there testing it and actually showing videos online on YouTube and stuff. This is it, playing the Saturn. It's like, fuck's sake, should have jumped on that. I should have yeah, believed. When, yeah. When Modern Vintage Gamer came out with his video, pretty much going over, like, what actually, ha- like, the entire breakdown of how all the games are working on there, I was just like, okay, I, I feel good about dropping half a G on this shit mm. now. Because it was like, I know it wasn't going to be perfect, and it's not perfect. It's not perfect by any means. But he had an alpha build, or, like, a very early beta build. And, I mean, even even Metal Jesus got one. He said, no, it's it's still legit. It's It's got some problems, but it's still, like, really good. So, yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll say, like, that I, I literally just realized this right now, which is why I'm saying it. Um, I don't know if... Oh, no, it's below me on the shelf, but uh, it's it's kind of right there. But I own TJ um, of the Megavision staff. He was nice enough to give me his Japanese copy of Deep Fear on the Saturn. Oh. Um, and I tried to start playing that with... The game has cutscenes in English and, and everything, but like audibly but the map and items like the menus are all in japanese so i legit tried to play it with google translate on my phone and it just does not work so i didn't know about the translation packs in um the polymega and stuff so that means i don't have to try to get the most expensive uk version of a game in the saturn library because i have this and i can actually Mm -hmm. play it when i eventually get the polymega so that's good to know Mm -hmm. that's a great game to play i just pick that up as well yeah um hey good question <laughs> so good question, yeah next up our very own uh Aronimus pratt i think is how you say his twitter name right now it's mr chris Powell. but um oh, why asks, i don't know he asks what horror movie released in the last 15 years would make the best transition to an 8 or 16-bit horror game um i actually thought of one while i was reading this question uh i think that it would be cool if someone turned the movie the descent into a side-scrolling Metroidvania-type game. I think that could work, because it... um, Okay. I mentioned it last week. The Descent is essentially... It's a horror movie involving spelunkers that find something in some caves that I won't go in... I won't elaborate on too much. Um, But since you are in caves and you're going... You're trying to find your friends and stuff, that... I I think that's already a video game, essentially, but um, it could be a cool 8- or 16-bit kind of Metroidvania spelunking Mm. horror game, maybe. So, do you have one, Graham? Uh, I don't. This is the problem. I'm not the massive. I'm not a massive horror movie watcher. So, I mean, if they could somehow make uh, the Quiet Place or something into one, that that could work, I guess. Like, I 
Although I feel like The Quiet Place wasn't really a true horror movie, but um, like if there's a game where a bit like that where you, you're not allowed to make sound and stuff, maybe. I, think well, I can't would... think of. So you want a connect game? <laughs> yes, let's have a connect game. <laughs> That's what I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a think if, if Antichrist has got one. Uh, I, I got two. I had to cheat a little bit because I have a bad memory when it comes to movies because I don't watch a lot of movies. But I think I got two, and I think they're both relatively easy. Uh, the first one is Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I think that you can definitely make that into like a horror co- comedy style game. Mm-hmm. Just you're just you're just That's trying to survive out. a night at the pub. Uh, yeah, the second uh, one also I think would be fairly easy. Would tw- would be Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, yeah. damn it. I was literally just thinking, as you started to answer, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, 28 days later. Yeah, so, yeah I, that's I snatched that as well. So now you got to think of something <laughs> else, Graham. No, 28 days oh. later would be a super easy hack and slash, like, third-person shooter. Super well, easy. but it, he, he specified 8 or 16-bit, though. Okay. It'd be, like, a like really Metroid? easy uh, Metroidvania game. <laughs> uh, I, was... no, I just threw a genre out and hope yep. it sticks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think that could be an isometric sort of top-down view. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Sure. With Predators Two on the Mega Drive style. That'd be cool. But oh, like yeah. with zombies, with zombies. Maybe like Landstalker. Jeez. That's yeah. not a fast game at all. The, oh, uh, what about the... World War Z? That that could be quite fun. I know yeah. there is a World War Z video game out there, but like a is 16... that? Oh. But is that horror or is that more suspense? Oh, uh, what falls under the horror genre these days? That's the problem. Yeah, like I wouldn't say that means necessarily scary, but demons that talk to me. (laughs) But Shaun of the Dead technically isn't a horror movie. That's 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 a comedy. comedy. Yeah, Yeah. it's got horror themes. It's I mean, World War Z's got zombies. Then I I I therefore just assume it's classified as horror. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I don't know. World War Z works. There we go. Thank you. That that's my pick. After the after the other ones you said. Nice. Hopefully we made you proud. Uh, Mr. Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, then we hop into the Discord. Zombie Hunter asks, "What's your favorite horror game or movie?" Um, mm. For me, I would say, in terms of horror game, like the Resident Evil series is survival horror and got me into all of that stuff. But if it, if you want a game that's actually scary and has intensity and stuff in the shadows and whatever, I will go with Soma, a hundred percent. Um, Soma's a first-person, not a shooter at all, um, first-person adventure game, if anything, for PC. Definitely check out Soma. I think the guys who made Amnesia made it? I can't remember now. Okay. Um, and for favorite horror movie, um, I mean, I like the zombie stuff, but I might have to actually go back to The Descent, because it was the first horror movie that I bought, and it is still creepy, because I like... Like, my favorite Halloween movie is Monster Squad, but that's not a scary movie, or it's a monster movie. It's not a horror movie, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go with The Descent for mine. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Ah, oh, so... Ah, oh, damn it. I've now got, I've got something in my head that... Um, so for horror game, uh, I'm, I'm either going to go with Alien Isolation or Enemy Zero on the Sega Saturn. So... Enemy Zero on the Sega Saturn doesn't get the best rep, and I don't think it's aged so well, but at yeah. the time, it scared the living shit out of me, because for anyone who doesn't know, the elements of it were kind of like a sort of point-and-click kind of edge, a bit like D-style, if you've ever played the original D on the, the, the Saturn. Mm-hmm. I think that's also on the PlayStation. 
but then there's actually first person like shooter style bits like walking down corridors and stuff the thing about it is that you're on this sort of space station there's this monster or monsters who've escaped from captivity um and they are invisible and and the, there you go uh scotty's holding up a box of enemy zero and so you can't see them visibly but you've got a little tracker a tiny bit like well, it's like an audio tracker basically a bit like in um alien you can hear like sort of uh, beeping and stuff and you hear their growls and stuff but you've also got you've only got one weapon which is like the most ridiculously useless weapon you have to before you fire you have to charge it for a few seconds and then when you fire it, it's only got a distance of like two meters or something so they have to be like right in front of you for you to even hurt them and there's just i just remember one bit just walking in like this sort of uh kind of like storage area on the space station and all I could hear was beeps and growls, and I was just like terrified, going, ah! So, yeah, that scared the living crap out of me uh, Isn't playing it, that. And I don't um, think I finished it. The cover art does no favors for it. Like, you don't know what this oh, is. No, that it's... looks like an action game in the same vein as like Dino Crisis or some shit like that. Yeah. Dino <laughs> Crisis isn't an action game, by the way. I just realized it says on the front here, starring Jill Kuniff of the band Luscious Jackson as the voice of Laura Lewis. There's too many names on this title. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! Isn't it? Isn't it a uh, related to the D series or something? Isn't Laura? It is. It is. Yeah. It, is mm-hmm. it is. So the character is actually the same mod, like same character model and the same name as, as far as I'm aware. It's made by the same company, but it's. Very different world as the D the D franchise, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this is set like in the future in space, whereas D is on Earth basically, and more creepy horror stuff. Whereas this is more science fiction horror, like aliens and stuff. So they are related very much, but they're not they're not the same sort of thing. It's it's, it's very strange. But yeah, that game just I just remember that game terrifying me. Um, oh, and do you, you get a limited number of saves in the game as well? Like you have a recording device to save your game so you can record pretty much at any time but you've it's like you when you make a recording it like uses five percent of the battery on your recording device and what? so yeah every time you save it goes down five percent so you can't just keep saving everywhere so you've got to be like really like careful with your saving yeah, <laughs> so it's that's like, crazy oh. i know so yeah it's it's just one of those games I, it's, i'll probably play it today and be like this is easy and not nonsense but back then i was seriously scared of it I and in terms of movies i think we spoke about it last oh it's really good you've got the game there but yeah <laughs> i i think it's i think i might have got it at a lot sale or something because i definitely bought it pre-owned and and fun thing about that with uh you know you have your notes section in the back of the manual is there's definitely an old password written in here oh uh, um, okay so i like yeah. stuff like that from memory i think there's certain doors you have to remember codes for and stuff, so that okay. could be one of those things. Cool. Like I think it's one of those things like you don't find a code and then your game character automatically remembers it. You have to remember it, so you have to go to the code. You're like, what was the code again? And you have to walk back to a room down corridors of monsters and stuff. Uh, so make, make notes. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah in terms of movies, <laughs> in terms of movies, I'm going to go. We mentioned it last week. The thing um, was probably one of my favorites. Or the original Japanese Ring, uh, I love. Like that was such a good movie and terrified me as a child, but so good. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I waffled on a bit. Anti Chris. No, it's all good. good. Uh, as far as game, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop two. It's gonna be relatively different. Um, Scotty, you mentioned the you know, Resident Evil style games or Resident Evil inspired games. 
I love the first Evil Within. Okay. I think that game is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 Resident Evil Four just modernized, and the the aesthetic, the the themes, the the enemy design, uh, it's it's so good. It is so good. Well, didn't it have um, uh, Shinji Mikami or somebody from Resident Evil Online? Yes. I forget his name. Is that a name? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think so. Like I don't remember like who exactly uh but it did have one of the directors or head developers of resident evil back in that time on on staff for that uh also amnesia the first amnesia Hmm. i think that that's a Uh, solid solid horror game and and it's weird because like for the first half of the first three quarters like there's nothing happening to you like there's no enemies that you run into it is all atmosphere and that is like, I think one of its strongest points: the fact that it is like ninety percent atmosphere that's fucking with you. Like, don't play that game at night if you don't want to be scared. And there's nothing, there's nothing there yet. So okay. definitely the first amnesia. As far as movies are concerned, like I said, I'm not a big movie head, but if I'm gonna pick a horror film, it might be a little bit. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's controversial. Because a lot of people say it's more sci-fi or suspense. The first Alien. I oh yeah, that's oh, a horror movie. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, so, I'd say that's a horror movie. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's what I go with. Yeah, that's 100%. a good shout. Yeah, I actually I want to because you mentioned Amnesia. The, Soma must Soma I think is by that same team because that game also starts very slow, but it is very atmospheric and it is. It has some twists in it that I won't talk about at all, um, but it's one of those games that when it ended people theorize it has three endings and then i was talking to actually nick uh who's been on previously i was talking to him that i had a theory that it actually had a fourth ending and he thought it was pretty interesting so it's a psychological but also a horror thing i I really recommend it for anyone that's into sci-fi and horror so um for deep fear is such a good game to play mm -hmm. as well oh yeah yeah i got it Mm, i want to play it i just sit yeah i yeah I, I, it probably feels dated now, but I remember I'd, I'd, be, I'd played Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 by this point, and I'd played Deep Fear, and I was like, I think I'm enjoying this more than both Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Like, me and my yeah. friend were playing it together, and his Saturn, and we're like, this is so good. It's very it's very underappreciated, and just it's a shame they didn't really make any copies in the West. I mean, it's another kind of victim <sighs> of the timeline, because it was, well, it was the last... Your UK game, I think, yeah. on the Saturn, and yeah, so like nobody yeah. knew, and it just didn't even get ported to America at all. So that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I'm, wait, cool. did you say a horror movie, Graham? Did I just miss it? Yes, I did. Uh, I, said, I said Ring and oh, the Thing. Those are my sorry. two choices. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> and then uh, okay, we got a couple more questions. We'll try to zip through these here. LBD Night Train in the Discord asks. Who would win in a race? Sonic, Speedy Gonzalez, or Roadrunner? Um, I would say, I, honest opinion, if I don't think too much about this, probably the Roadrunner, because he wouldn't fuck around. I feel like Sonic's too cocky, <laughs> and Speedy Gonzalez would get distracted with some sort of racial stereotype that Warner Brothers throws in. <laughs> so, That's why we don't see him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Roadrunner would probably just, like, you know, draw... Like, he'll run through, like, a cave wall... Like a, a hole in the cave, yeah. and Sonic and everyone will just follow him and go smack like why like, right. uh, But I've, I've got to support my boy Sonic because you know, <laughs> literally has a super form going light speed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Literally there you go. 
Yeah. And then if you throw in Archie Sonic, that motherfucker is so goddamn broken where yeah. he's like splitting dimensions and whatever. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Sonic. Yeah. That'd be funny oh. to see. Um, let's see here. That is interesting that they had two characters which were essentially the same character between Speedy Gonzalez and the Roadrunner. But whatever. Mm. They were throwing whatever at the wall, you know. Um, and then Zombie Hunter asks, I don't know if you do esports. Oh, boy. Um, but with Bergen retiring from TSN, what impact do you think it'll have on the organization and its legacy? I have no idea what he's talking about. Those are just a lot of words to me. Anybody have input on that? I got input uh, in the FGC. We're anti-esports, so get that shit out of my face. <laughs> uh, for, the, for those unsure, wow. FGC is fighting game community. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have, I have, I have an opinion on this. Oh, good. Don't really. I have no idea. What they were saying. <laughs> I'm just, I have no idea. Sorry. I, I was going to try and like get it with that. <laughs> I have an opinion, and my opinion is that I have no opinion. Uh, right on. So, uh, last question from the Discord. Mister Haru says, "I love Deus Ex, and it's still the only franchise of its kind that has me lose hours of sleep due to my own investment." Is there a game that no matter how many times you replay it, you can never play for less than a few hours at a time? Yeah. Um, I couldn't a think... A few of those. I, so I had to think of something that I play um, like annually or routinely in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and the only thing that came to mind at first was honestly the demo disc of Christmas Nights Into Dreams because I do play that annually. But it's such mm. a short... It's just a small package that it it you would struggle to put more than two hours into it, you know, like because it is a demo disc and there are things to unlock. So I might have to say that though because I do really kind of just get transported to that world and it's just a very lighthearted, fun like Christmas is a positive time of uh, whatever according to Hallmark movies and um, the the game itself is just so lax and everything. So probably hmm. Christmas night specifically. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, how long does it take you to unlock everything? Because it takes me a good chunk of time to unlock everything. Yeah, it depends. Like unlock Sonic and stuff. Right, yeah, because you do it through that memory game um, of, of, uh, of selecting mm. the... You have to match up the presents after you play through a level and you get like so many tries and then it's kind of like unlocking achievements and trophies that way to get different... Because there's everything from like a karaoke mode to playing as Sonic in Nights, which is the first version of 3d sonic um and you know everything that's a thing that. yeah oh yeah oh hell yeah oh no Good. now you've done it okay christmas nights it's not the xbox version either on the xbox version of nights they had the christmas nights and they didn't fucking include that bit which is so annoying I'm so i had the japanese version of christmas nights for the saturn i need to go go play that Dude, i didn't yeah. know sonic was in there that as a child i've never played that yeah Instead of playing as knights in the levels, you play as Sonic running around in 3D and still collecting all of the, the orbs. And oh, fuck yeah, I'm doing that shit when I get off. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because it's, it's called Sonic the Hedgehog Into Dreams. And as a child, that just fucking blew my mind that I was... Because oh, it yeah. was the... It's legitimately, like, uh, by the timeline, the first 3D version of Sonic because it was out before Sonic Jam that had Sonic World in it. And Sonic 3D Blast mm -hmm. wasn't a 3D game. It was an isometric thing. Um, yeah, right. But And the coolest thing is, like, instead of Puffy, the 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 large 
um, opera singer that bounces around as like a big balloon. She's replaced with Doctor Robotnik that floats around. It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Um, that that's hell a fun yeah. thing. I try to stream that game every year, and that always blows people away as well. Like, what the hell is going on right now? So, <laughs> and yeah, but uh, my runner up for that would probably be Saturn Bomberman because I really do just sit down and play that Ooh. battle mode like a whole series through and stuff. So, but yeah, Christmas Nights was the first thing that came that popped into my Good head. Show. So, um, uh, Chris, you said you had a couple. You want to go next? Sure. Um, I'm going to go with like, the easy one for just Scrubverse as a whole. Uh, the official game of Scrubverse is Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> yeah. uh, just for some reason, Corey and I will sit down and play that game for hours. And like at one point, I got so good, because I've beaten that game so many times that like I know it like the back of my hand. I can clear the first disc in a matter of like four or five hours if I just like mash through that shit. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, just for some reason that game captivates me almost like no other game. No other RPG can can like do what Legend of Dragoon does to me. Um, but I mean, like there's there's plenty of them. I mean, you throw me on Guilty Gear and I'll play Guilty Gear for fucking hours. You throw me on like any Xenoblade and I'll play that for hours, even though I, I hate Xenoblade Chronicles too. Like I'll still end up playing it four hours because i love the battle system so much cool awesome um, so i was just looking for one of my discs for something but uh sorry you done enter chris yep cool awesome well so my my one is the franchise the basically the elder scrolls franchise so tomorrow wins i've got it on both i've got it on various machines but yeah i've got my pc and um and my original xbox versions there Skyrim, Animal Scott Oblivion, but I can't find my Oblivion game. Um, like, box. There we go. So yeah, uh, I will regularly go and pick those up. Morrowind less so these days, because I feel it has started to age quite a lot, but um, Oblivion and Skyrim, I will often just go back, start playing a game, just think, oh, I just want to get sucked into the world, start a whole new character, and then just like 20 hours later, still be playing the game and be like, <laughs> I, I, like I always come across stuff I've never seen before as well. Like, there's one time... In a, just run quick example, in Oblivion, there was one time I played the game and I came across a village where everyone had been turned invisible or something. And I still haven't found that village again. I have no idea where the fuck it was. Like, it was one of my first plays. There's like a whole little, or like maybe it was just a Maybe it was farm. a glitch. Yeah, that <laughs> but, sounds like a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of the, the part of the mission was they'd all been turned invisible and you then oh. had to go to like a cave or something and then do a thing and they, they all came back to like, you could all see them again. Okay. But yeah, I can't find it again. I've no idea where that went. So yeah, I need to pick that up again. But yeah, those are those are my jam. Like I will always go and play those all the time. So oh, yeah, the three. Question. Which one would be your favorite? Oh, I I love the world of Oblivion. Like, and I love some of the missions in that and some of the storylines. However, Skyrim, I think they up the game with the dragons are just fucking amazing. That that seriously, I thought the dragons were going to be like sort of QTE style battles and stuff. But the fact you can be walking across a mountain and suddenly a dragon like chases you down a mountain effectively in real time. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done. And also the magic in Skyrim is so well done. And oh, I also quite like the storylines of each of the, I guess, guilds and stuff. Like mm -hmm. the Thieves Guild has an amazing storyline in it. So maybe Skyrim is up there. I think maybe Sky it could be Skyrim. I think they just, but I do love the world of Oblivion. So I love the yeah. world building in Morrowind, but mm, actually, I yeah. missed out on Morrowind when it first came out. And then after playing both Oblivion and Skyrim, I tried going back to Morrowind and 
holy hell that is that is not good at least yeah. on xbox maybe i maybe i need to approach it on the pc it's, um, yeah the, i'd say the pc version is better um in general um and for its time it was amazing because i played it not long after it came out and one thing i like about morrowind is you can literally kill anybody and anything to the point that you can break the game and it actually come up with a message saying you can no longer complete the main quest you need to oh. save or start the game again wow that's that crazy. It's like, I, 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 jank, I basically did some cheats and jank myself up to fight a god that's in the game who you're not really meant to fight he's meant, you're just meant to go and talk to him or something i just fought him and he's really tough and i killed him it's like yeah you've you you can't finish now you're that's, screwed that's basically. dope you could kill yeah. god yeah basically let's go the game just basically said dude you too strong you fucked up game ends now basically yeah you can still walk around but you just have this big message across the screen it's like oh well that's a thing that's um hell yeah and also you can get potion stuff to make you fly and if you do if you do a cheat or something you get enough to keep flying apparently if you go high enough you actually meet a dragon but it's like a really janky looking dragon i never actually did it but i've seen some clips of it on YouTube out of like, bounds okay. bullshit. Basically, yeah. But yeah, you have to go really high. Really high. Um but yeah, it's and that's the th- that's the other thing about Morrowind that was really cool. All because all the all these towns and cities are open, so you can mm-hmm. actually fly around the whole map, basically. So it's not like Skyrim or Oblivion where you go to a town gate, click on it, and then you're in a town. Like it loads the town and you can it's all open. So that was another really cool thing about Morrowind. Um yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's got some really cool stuff. If they can redo that in Oblivion or Skyrim visuals, I think that would be off the chain. But yeah, anyway, yeah, we can move on. Is there another question, or is that that no, was the that last was one? That was the last one. Uh, we had a lot of good oh, ones uh, this week. Um, so, mm-hmm. but uh, let's see. So that is going to pretty much close up the mail sack. So that's all we got. Thanks. Beautiful. <laughs> what's up guys we are on twitch three days a week sometimes more sometimes less what is the internet but if you go to twitch.tv backslash megavisions monday Mon- mm-hmm. monday wednesdays thursdays uh you will see us playing everything from fantasy star online 2 to anarchy reigns on our thursday night throwdowns which we do also invite the community into uh and we have coming up on there to be hosted on twitch is the 24-hour dreamless dreamcast marathon on september 12th mark your calendars but otherwise t- check us out any day throughout the week keep an eye on twitch.tv backslash megavisions And now we're moving on to our picks of the week, where we talk about different things in the world of entertainment, such as games, movies, TV shows, board games, uh, books, whatever it is, we want to talk about it because we think you guys might like it. Uh, We're not saying they're the best things in the world, but there is some enjoyment to be had. So strap in and let's have a quick listen to what we've got. So Antichrist Redfield, for the very first time, what is your pick of the week? So historically and i say historically because i've roped scotty into doing this uh i like looking for dead mmos and try to find see if there's like any any mmos that have been revived and i roped him into a uh 
a fantasy star online episode one two and four server which we had we had some fun with that yeah I think it we was played fun like, okay. uh, good time uh there is a shin megami tensei mmo that really? you know yeah so like we have a small like me in my circle of friends we have a small little smt uh community amongst ourselves and one of my buddies was just like yo there's a shin megami tensei mmo and i'm just like yeah i know about that i played it in college he's just like no their server is up i'm like fuck (laughs) you it's not and that's a lie but (laughs) no lo and behold shin megami tensei imagine the mmo from like 2007 that ran from 2007 to i believe about 2009 2010 um is back up there is a private server going up but it is the japanese version so it is very early i think that it's only been around for about six months which in all actuality isn't a whole lot of time when you consider uh how long the 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 english translated servers of fantasy star online 2 have been around for because they got an entire team that will patch a uh, a japan uh, or translate uh, a japanese patch like overnight with those servers before we wow. got microsoft giving us support on that no shimigami tensei imagine is an mmo in the same theme and setting as shimigami tensei you you get demons to battle on your behalf but again it is action oriented rpg uh combat so it's 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 very very cool if you're a fan of the series if you're a fan of the aesthetics uh it's it's sick it's dope it's it's a good time just don't go in there expecting to know everything that the game is trying to teach you because it is not translated all the way they've done like they've done story dialogue and they've done like certain items and weapons you can navigate through the menu but like i the last stream i had i had red jaguar on with me uh he's been popping in my streams a lot lately nice and uh we we're going through imagine and anytime that they try to teach you something it's all in japanese he's just like i love how like the tutorial of the game showing you how to play is in a language that you can't understand and it'll tell you in english (laughs) did you get all that and i'm like fuck no i didn't get all that (laughs) uh but combat combat is fun combat is interesting i mean it's it's you're looking at a snapshot snapshot into the past and that's just like the thing that you've got to keep in mind like it's not something that you're probably going to dive into and play all the time. It's, it's similar to Fancy Star Online. Uh, that game is not robust. It is a very early, basic console RPG, MMORPG. This one's a little bit more fleshed out, but again, it's it's not going to be anything like WoW. It's not going to be anything like Final Fantasy XI. Uh, it's just, it's an interesting play. I do recommend that you go check it out, though. It's It's okay. fascinating. Awesome, yeah. I, yeah, to be honest, I didn't even realize that existed in the first place. So not a lot of people do. Like when yeah. I found out about it, I kind of like surprised it on my viewers. And Red Jaguar was just like, "Wait, that's a fucking thing!" I'm like, "It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing." I played it when it first came out, and it was cool. Like at, when the, when the servers were closing, um, like it had a, a moderately large uh, following, but it was like it's not huge. But when the servers were closing, they reenacted the apocalypse. So they brought every single high-level monster onto the field oh. to kill all the players. It was it oh, was and like fires raining down from the sky. I'm like, okay, this is this is this is sick. This Sir, is a good way to so see cool. it. They cleanse the servers. 
Exactly. Wow. Like, if you follow the themes and the storyline of Shin Megami Tensei, you would sit there and be like, okay, that's that's fitting. <laughs> and then you just cry yourself to sleep because you'll wow. never talk to your friends in, in Europe again. Yeah. That's... I've often... Because I've never actually been around, never really played MMOs enough to really know what it's like to have the servers taken offline and stuff for a mm. game that I've played so much that I've made really good friends and stuff. So yeah, I've always wondered how they do that. They just go... Oh yeah, twelve PM. We're going to shut it off, and then the 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 devs or whoever just go, yeah, just press the button. Or do they actually do something like that? Oh they're, no, they they, cool. they announce like usually when an MMO is is going to sleep for the last time, they'll announce it well into advance, like a month or two in advance, and so people will generally either drop off hard or play as much of it as they can because there's like huge communities. Like people have gotten yeah. married off of MMOs. Like yeah. you build a yeah. lot of relationships through there, so during the end where they pretty much like hit the self-destruct button and shit started going to hell it was it was nuts it was crazy and like you you could still see everyone's dead body on the ground they're all trying to talk and shit like that and it was it was nuts (laughs) that sounds so sad (laughs) yeah it's that's that's heartbreaking almost it's like oh my god (laughs) yeah i do i i I am semi i mean i I don't play them but uh, i'm semi-familiar with how they'll just like max out everyone's everything and give you everything you know um at the end there some some more some of the more interesting things you'll see is just people running in the last second and stuff and and not uh, comparable but not the exact same thing it reminds me of um some stuff that the giant bomb website has done they'll hop into like playstation home the last day that it's active and stuff like that and it's just mass hysteria but it shows how much potential <laughs> certain things had and 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 things yeah. like that but uh that's interesting yeah i i think it'd be really funny if like someone just like comes on and goes hey guys i just bought this yesterday what's up and it's like the world's coming in it's like <laughs> yeah you've got like one minute left to play this dude <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the game was free to play so they if, <laughs> no, if you no. were if you were going and buying something that that would be some wild ass shit yeah, spent six dollars oh, on a dead game. Man, that's and, and yet somehow <laughs> Sonic the Fighters servers are still up. I don't understand <laughs> that. I don't. Well, understand. okay. All I'll right, Graham. Listen, sorry. You do sometimes. <laughs> uh, you you've been away for most of these, but uh, uh, Mega Visions, and it's I... and it's a result of the Sega addicts doing this as well. We will sometimes have a group of us hop on the PlayStation Three. Uh, re-release of Sonic the Fighters, and for some reason the servers are still up. So we still we fight each other, and we claim to be the best players in the world at, at, on that night. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I need I, to I, I need to convert all y'all to Sonic Smackdown. That's that's a proper fucking fighting game, Probably. and it's super... oh, you don't know Sonic Smackdown, bro? Sonic Smackdown's a shit. So it is a Marvel. I want to say it's a cross between Marvel and Guilty Gear or Arxis style games where um, it's it's a it's a four button fighter. You have right. like medium heavies and then you have like the, the launcher ability. But it's it's like any other anime game where, you know, Sonic has like a spin dash that shoots off a, a wind uh, like a I forget what the move that he had in Sonic Adventure 2, but like a wind blast and like his alt is okay. turning supersonic and using the team blast from Sonic Heroes. Uh, Mecha Sonic from 
Sonic 3 and Knuckles is in there in addition with Metal Sonic. And like they throw in little gags where Mecha Sonic has the the raging demon art from Akuma's uh, from Akuma in like Street Fighter. Uh he's got a fucking spirit bomb. It's it's crazy, bro. You gotta is, go is, up. Is this an official game. Sega release? No, no, or it's a it... fan game. So the guys Can't over be... at um Arc Forge create okay. trying to market their own game. It's called Origin of Storms. But they took the engine from Origin of Storms to build a pipe and put Sonic characters in there. Wow. Okay. And at first it was like this small little stupid shit thing. They only had like four or five characters in there. And the response was so positive that a lot of people were like donating their time to help develop and help promote this game. And now I think like the roster is like 12 or 14 characters deep. Now they shelved the project, but they've shelved the project like once or twice already because they were like, we need to focus on origin of storms. But the response for Sonic Smackdown is so intense (laughs) that they keep on going back to it. So there's still about like three or four more characters that they were intending on coming out with, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I guarantee you they're going to end up going back to it and finishing it off. Okay. I'm I'm intrigued. I, yeah, I want to, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Sega doesn't want to do that. Graham, they would make too much money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, cool, Scotty. Did you have any questions about uh, Shin Mikami Tensei or Sonic Smackdown? No, I'm 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 up to date. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so my pick this week is because uh, it's because it's Halloweeny kind of time, all spooky stuff. I'm going with Alien Isolation, and as I sort of mentioned last week on the show when Danny was on. This is a game that I will always buy, but I'd never really play because it is too scary for me. I am, a, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm a big wimp. I've started playing this game. I own it on the Xbox 360. I own it on the Xbox One. And I own it on my PC. And I've basically got to the point where you meet the alien for the second time. And I just can't play the game. But the the, the very first time you met the alien, I genuinely screamed out loud and kind of couldn't do anything <laughs> like it came at me and i just sort of sat there and <laughs> like really terrified screaming at the screen and closed my eyes and then the, the second time i only had to reload and try and do it again i just basically bolted and managed to do it okay but the next time i sort of came across the alien i was just sort of walking along like the roof the part of the roof sort of caves in and you see like a tail flip out and i was just like yeah i'm done i can't i can't do this i'm gonna have a heart attack any second now but i love the game i think it looks beautiful it, and as i sort of mentioned earlier um well anti-crystal mentioned it earlier but uh alien is actually one of my favorite horror movies of all time like sci-fi so it's sci-fi movie it's also horror it's one of my favorites and this made me feel like i was genuinely in the movie even though it's set in a different sort of time period but yeah uh so yeah i, I don't think i'd ever play it my intention actually is to one day stream it possibly with chris not not anti-chris but other chris chris powell yeah, Graham doesn't and, like me uh i could stream that's just why, why don't we stream it together let's stream it together buddy we can we can use um parsec oh, yeah. and play it on steam together like you oh, know, yeah. take it I'll, I'll basically walk along on the easy bits and as soon as i think something's gonna happen i go there you go now you can take control you can hold <laughs> my hand, please. So, hold yes hand. please do but my intention is one day i will play it because i think just 
for shits and giggles, it's going to be just funny because I'm going to cry basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's that, it's that. That's how terrible I get of it. But yeah, uh, you just... haven't even like gotten to the scariest part because when you <laughs> encounter the androids more in that game, and they're like dead red eyes and their monotone voices, that's when shit gets creepier. It's not even the Xeno that's the scariest part of that. I, I've, I've been told that, and I've been told there's way more scarier bits in it, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... I still have to yeah. go back to that. So I didn't play, I had that game. I didn't play it. My wife did. And she made the, the pro gamer move of playing that game while pregnant. And Whoa. that that was, I'm pretty sure she almost went into forced labor playing that <laughs> game. She stopped playing it halfway through. I think it was around the, the same part that you're at. Uh, grab where she's just like nope i'm done i can't do it right now i'll fucking pop this baby out four months early and uh <laughs> we ain't about to do that so i've been meaning to get into alien isolation i heard it's like oh, but let's do it let's stream together let's yeah. let's play the thing together I'm with it. yeah awesome <laughs> all right it's not so scotty the vampire slayer yeah <laughs> <laughs> What is your pick of the week, Scotty? Um, I mean, mine's not as intense as early childbirth at all, but uh, I <laughs> that is not going to be the episode of this t- uh, title of this episode. Yeah, should be early <laughs> uh, childbirth. Uh, anyway, I mentioned that I bought it last week, um, but I did get to sit down and watch the documentary, The Last Blockbuster, which was um, is the that's a decent shot of the thing. You can put it up somewhere or whatever. But it's so, um, yeah. a documentary about the last Blockbuster video store that is in Bend, Oregon. Um, it's a uh, very heart- heartfelt, uh, kind of a good, just a feel-good kind of thing. Um, damn it, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted because he just posted the title in the, our chat, everybody, um, of this episode, probably. But yeah, no, Last mm-hmm. Blockbuster is really cool. Um for anyone that was uh, a frequent shopper of Blockbuster or misses physical rental stores for movies, games, and stuff oh, like yeah. that. I They they were still around when I was in college, so a lot of um, Friday nights I would kind of just go and wander around before really having Netflix or anything like that, and I enjoyed... I enjoyed... I could easily kill an hour just looking at the different um, movies and finding weird ones dumb ones that you'd never heard of which is harder to do with the streaming services for sure like i don't think i would have stumbled across uh, what the hell was that thing you told us about graham the electric fantasy or whatever electric dreams yeah, that's what i said um <laughs> electric dreams like you wouldn't find you would you I, I guess there's a chance you'd stumble across that through like amazon prime or netflix or hulu but like walking around a rental store you'd find stuff like that you know um, but no, there's a lot of celebrities in it, like the uh, Kevin Smith, Ron Funches, um, uh, Sam Levine. What's the Doug Benson? I don't know who that is. Adam Brody, but uh, a lot of people in it talk about it. they either worked at Blockbuster or just have really fond memories of it, and it's really cool. And the timeline of it is really interesting. Um, they talk about how Blockbuster actually had the opportunity to buy Netflix at one point, and other stuff around that, um, which Wasted I think is a more common fact than people think uh i remember hearing about that and stuff um but no it's it's really interesting it's a good documentary it's fun uh it's um it's uh i i enjoyed it and i the people in it and like the way they they show like other mom and pop stores and talk about rental businesses and things like that and vhs tapes like 
I think everyone who was in this documentary, I think they're handed a copy of the movie at one point, but it's a VHS, like an old blockbuster tape uh, uh, case thing. And they're just like, oh man, can I have this? And like, so I was looking like, wait, did they put this out on VHS? Because I've seen stuff getting released on VHS lately. Um, Like certain horror documentaries and movies and um, this, this... The people that made this documentary also did a uh, ska music documentary recently. They released that on VHS. So, like, oh wow, I feel like everyone that is interviewed in this movie, if they had the opportunity to buy VHS tapes again, they would. And, like, this documentary slowly convinced me that I would not be totally surprised with how vinyl has come back. I would not be totally surprised if VHS tapes somehow made yeah. had a resurgence at this point because it's like not not the best example but it's funny to me how the latest Tony Hawk game um there was a Tony Hawk HD port of the games or whatever that kind of sucked it was only on PSN and 360 marketplace in that game they replaced all the hidden tapes with hidden DVDs but then in the latest Tony Hawk remake everything's back to hidden tapes and like you know nostalgia is all the rage forever and, and is right now of course but like vhs tapes and people if if Powell was on here he would tell us how he's been collecting them again um especially through horror movies and stuff like oh god i don't want to say it but i'm afraid the vhs might come back <laughs> no please god no like Yay! that's like a stupid theme that i see like i know that there's probably other genres that do it but like i'm a big fan of black metal and now like the big thing in black metal is to put all your music on a fucking cassette <laughs> oh that's not and just... i'm like why i yeah. know it's not just i know it's not just black metal but it's like that's like the most black metal is the most hipster type of music that i listen to and you just get these these tryhards these troglodytes that put their music on cassette and then <laughs> expect me to play it and i'm just like no fucking no give me like an official release like a, i'll listen to your digital album but don't send me a cassette tape with it. Some of them like pack the two of them together, like some sort of justification for me to go buy it. I was like, no, that's going in target practice. Batting cage, that shit. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, the, that is oh, that, that is a thing with music right now. Is uh, bands are doing singles, which is a cassette with just a single on it. Um, my buddy Lee has, oh. has said to me how like he needs to get something that plays cassettes because he started to get into those. I'm like, don't do it. And um and uh, every, everything the the synth band the midnight they release every album on cassette. It's a lot of thing with synth synth bands they do that, and some pop punk bands are doing it now too. Uh, it's a weird dumb thing. I don't I don't get it because that is that is quite literally the least efficient way to listen to music. <laughs> um, yeah, like the reason why vinyl is so good is because it's got one of the highest, if not the highest quality version of a song. Mm-hmm. You know. And like that's artwork. why like and the and, and the artwork is great too but like when you talk about like vinyl quality music that's like on the same level as like a digital flack file yeah <clears throat> so like going to cassette cassette is dirty it gets dusty you're yeah. always going to have that like that that speaker feedback on there no get that shit out of here <laughs> uh yeah that's fine. I- if, if you want to know an even more inappropriate way to listen to music, I have a friend. I don't think he's doing it anymore, but in his spare time, he started he started up this thing where he was releasing songs by other bands, like legitimate, legitimate bands, on floppy disks. Like, 
and, and then why? <laughs> it was just like a fun thing he just started doing, but like some band, like little indie bands started approaching him. But like, the, it's almost like just basic chip tune style stuff. That's all you could get on there. You can't get like a proper song with proper singing on there because you've got like, was it 1.4 megabytes of data or something ridiculous? Yeah. Like, there's no data on there. But yeah, yeah. He, he started it just as a fun project and people started coming to him and going, yeah, put my band on this. It's like, okay. So like a whole album is like 20 discs, <laughs> like floppy yeah. discs. And this, by the way, this was like, he was doing this, like last time I spoke to him about it, it was like 2012. So it's like, this was in the last 10 years, basically. I think he stopped it now because I just quickly Googled it and I can't see his website anymore. But um, he had a website and everything and he showed, he showed, played me some of the stuff. I was like, wow. But yeah, it's insane. The um, freaking, um, uh, I lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the guy that made the Snatcher repro I got, he does game soundtracks and puts them on mini discs, Sony mini discs. Oh, Wow, and that's probably even worse actually because no one has seen it. Probably, um, <laughs> but there's also uh, Limited Run released the Snatcher soundtrack on cassette. I don't know why, but they did, <laughs> and I have it sitting behind me. Um, it's this cool. kind of '80s but futuristic. What? Yeah, it's a cool red cassette, yeah. like transparent cassette. Yeah, <laughs> can't talk. Um, yeah. Anyway, the last blockbuster is great. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I was just. Go ahead. Go ahead, Graham. I was, was going to say, that there is something about, while I don't necessarily want everything to go back to VHS, there is something about renting DVDs and renting movies that I really like the idea of. Like, I, You can rent stuff from Amazon and stuff, and like Xbox, Microsoft Store and stuff online. Oh. But I'm like, I will never pay money to rent a digital version of something. Yeah. Like, Because I feel like I can buy it for like a few dollars more and I can buy it. But Blockbuster, back in the day especially, these were movies... You couldn't get hold of anywhere. They were like right. brand new releases. It just come right. out of the cinema. It's like, oh my god, I can be the first to see this. I'll pay over here is like three pounds for like a weekend or something. It's like nothing. It felt really good. So it's like, yeah, pop to the shop. And as you say, like you get to look at different. Like there's all the different genres. It's really easy. To, like you might find a little like movie. You think, oh, this sounds interesting. I'll get three three movies this weekend instead. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think part I of kind that... of wish that was still a thing. I just really wish it was. I think part of that is like the nostalgia of going through the ritual, like going into yeah. the blockbuster, mm-hmm. you know, getting your grubby little fingers all over the, uh, the <laughs> N64 and PlayStation games or whatever movies that you're sifting yep. through, you know, spending an hour, a half hour, gotta get the popcorn, gotta get the dots and the milk duds, right? The, the movie size milk duds. Cause it's a, it's a novelty and it's bringing it to your home. I think like, part of going through the motions is what mm. what a lot of people miss about blockbuster um yeah totally. yeah um i was looking no you go ahead I, I have a kind of a way to add to what graham said but go ahead chris no i was just looking up stuff about the last, last blockbuster apparently mm. in september they gave people the opportunity to rent uh the store as an airbnb yep what four dollars a night yep that's yeah. pretty cool. They had like they a, do that. Like a retro game room slash living room setup in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. It's, That's it's, crazy. It's crazy. Um, wow. Yeah, and like, uh, I've I've had this happen recently <clears throat> that um, I have 
there's been like indie films and other crap that I would find walking around places in college, different rental stores that I have still not been able to find on streaming services, but like I could find the DVD and rent it and stuff. So I'm like very casually, not really on strong hunts for some stuff, but sometimes I've seen like certain things at, at, for some reason at um, the, the horror conventions that Rachel and I go to, a lot of people are selling like uh vhs's but also just random movies here and there so i've like spotted certain indie films here and there that i've never seen on streaming services only remember renting from like a blockbuster or a home family home video or whatever um so it's it's kind of crazy how it's gone it's become less convenient to rent some things and how you mentioned graham you didn't want to pay a couple bucks to rent something we've done that and i've ranted on that so many different times on this podcast but it's just the fact of the matter that like no one sell it's it's something like a dvd that was very poorly produced or less produced or or something so it's like i will just pay the four dollars rather than trying to find this blu-ray online through some back-ass website mm. and pay twenty dollars for something we might watch once I, I hate doing it i hate renting anything digitally like that but sometimes it, it's such a pain in the ass that like we want to watch this movie now but it's less convenient to do so um but uh but yeah it's it's a really it's a good documentary it's a fun thing it's a it it talks about it was kind of perfect timing with the timeline as well because there was at one point for a while just three blockbusters in the states and one of them was in alaska Mm -hmm. and they talk about that one um and things like that and and uh, i mentioned last week how we've talked about going to oregon at some point or just kind of making a trip a reason to go to that side of the country and and end up in this place as well um but it's cool. It's fun, and I, I recommend the documentary. I think it's available on some streaming services. Um, but honestly, I, something like this, you should probably just buy it because you're. I don't think you'll be able to find it for a long time, yeah. like streaming anywhere really. And it's it has a there's a bunch of bonus stuff on here too, like other interviews they didn't use, and um, and just in extended interviews and things like that with it. So. It's pretty cool. It's fun, and and if you've ever worked in retail, you can relate to a lot of it as well. Um, like the I, I won't give away too much because it's it's just a fun thing. But if you've ever had to be a manager at a store and you need like supplies, you will just go and buy it because your store needs it. And I can relate to that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, the last blockbuster, yeah. I recommend it. So, just to clarify one thing, the Alaska one has shut down, and this is literally the one in Oregon is literally the last one. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is still oh, yeah, a blockbuster so... like through the franchise blockbuster. I thought. I thought my misconception was that they that Blockbuster was no longer an actual company and that they essentially like bought the rights to use that name and that they were just like self efficient now, but they're not. It is still legitimately through Blockbuster. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy how they were multi like worldwide, basically international, now just one store. They all because uh, of like fun fact of it, I didn't... Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Graham. I was just saying, just 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 through like a couple of other companies like Netflix and Amazon, basically just took took the rug from out of under them. They went from massive just one, yeah, one tiny little store. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. Um, I did not know this, or I somehow blocked it out of my psyche. But there was at one point like a blockbuster awards show as well <laughs> that existed for a short <laughs> block that. of time. Yeah, so. Wow. It's good. It was. I, yeah. I felt like they could have actually added some more to it. So it's some documentaries, if they're not done well, unfortunately, I've seen more poorly done documentaries than good ones. So this one's done well enough that it kind of zips by as well, and it has like good yeah. interviews and stuff like that in it. So yeah. 
the, what just very very last thing um one of the guys on my team the content team at the company i work at gifgaf he used to work for blockbuster in the uk not yeah. in the store but he used to be one of their kind of content people but he used to do video interviews on red carpets and stuff oh. and he was telling me stuff about like how they were planning to do things like netflix um like streaming services but at yep. the time they started doing it they didn't really have the technology in the right place and they didn't really have the connections with the studios to actually have the digital versions or something yeah and like it's just it's just, it's all the wrong timing for them basically he's got fascinating stories about stuff like that um oh, to do sure. blockbuster at least the uk version of blockbuster so yeah but maybe i'll get him on the show one day and you can we can chat more about it because sure. i think you might find interesting. you should you should yeah. honestly just buy this documentary and mail it to him because he'd probably find it very interesting do you know what i was actually thinking if i have him for secret santa this year i'm going to do that <laughs> yeah. maybe i just do it anyway fuck it yeah there you go yeah <laughs> cool I want to let you guys know that Megavisions has a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Megavisions. And when you're there, you can choose to uh, get either a physical or digital issue of the magazine. Uh, we ship uh, worldwide, so you can get one wherever you live. And if you subscribe to the physical edition, you automatically receive the digital issue uh, as well. And we only charge your account when we're actually ready to ship an issue. So you don't have to worry about getting uh, random charges that you don't understand why they're coming your way. We are uh, very clear and we let everyone know uh, like the weeks leading up to when we're actually going to charge everyone's account. So uh, anyway, please go check it out. Uh, like I said, it's uh, www.patreon.com slash megavisions. And yeah, that will bring us to the end of our picks of the week. And we'll move on to our feature discussion, which we are calling, well, I'm calling right now, Spoopy Sega Movies. So um, essentially what's going to happen is it's very simple. We're going to have a bit of fun. We're going to discuss uh, what we'd like to, what would it, what, sorry, remember that? What would it be like <laughs> if, say, if we took some non-scary sega games and turn them into horror movies um so uwe bowl please take note and uh let's kick it off with god damn it what uwe bowl <laughs> what? is him uwe whatever his fucking name is uwe, uwe bowl sorry uwe bowl I, I i don't know he, he, it doesn't matter he's terrible you bowl. um yeah you yeah i say you bowl and then people said this uwe bowl and then uh, uwe bowl i don't know one Ebola. of those three. american <laughs> Ebola. So, Uve Bowl, take note. Scotty, the Vampire Slayer, what is your. Actually, I'm just going to say one thing before you both start. Both of your the things you've chosen are things I was thinking of choosing. And oh, that's cool. Get to. So, I genuinely was like, I might, like, for Chris's one, I, that was the first thing I was going to, but then you put your stuff down first on the, on the outlines. Like, okay, I'm going to change it. And I thought of your one, Scotty. But I didn't do it. I went for a different one. But yeah, I was like, the, those are two that, those are the only three games that came into my head were the ones that are on us this. So okay. yeah. Nice. Uh, anyway, Scotty, carry on. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket. 
Choo-choo Rockets, a puzzle game for Dreamcast. Um, Single-player chill, multiplayer frenetic insanity. Uh, so with that, you have the cats, the coppas, that you're, the big orange things you're trying to throw into the rockets, and the mice are... Or I'm sorry, you're trying to put the mice in the rockets to rescue them from the cats. Uh, this might have just messed up my idea entirely now that I realize that. But anyway, um, so my idea for this is uh, the choo-choos show up on Earth, and some kids find them wacky hijinks and Aww. the choo-choos are cute and adorable and they're fun but the kappas follow the choo-choos to earth and they land as well and they're like oh man earth has a lot of great resources we can use and we love to snack on these cute little delicious choo-choos so they start killing people humans one by one slowly i mean they're weird sized probably cat sized weird looking things i don't know why i'm still <laughs> holding this up um but uh they're uh so anyway so the kids realize what's going on. Nobody else believes them because um, the, the Kappas are disguised as regular-looking cats, but they're really alien cats that are killing everyone. And the, the mice, nobody cares about mice. But they realize they can't kill the Kappas. For some reason, I haven't figured this out yet. I'll have to talk to my producers. Um, that the cats are somehow invincible, or at least to whatever we can do. So the only other option is to get them back in their rocket ships and launch them back into space, maybe towards the sun or something. And so the children have to figure that out and save humanity and the choo-choos and, and get rid... I realize this might be the plot to Critters. I've not seen a single Critters movie, but <laughs> that's my idea. Save the world. I love it. I love it. That's... <laughs> Do we want to workshop this? Anyone have any ideas to throw into that at all? Or is that just ridiculous? Oh. Do we, do, we, do we need to somehow get the arrows from the game into it, or is that just too much? Too uh, much I mean, I guess they could it. try. They would have to lead the cats in there some way, shape, or form. Maybe they're maybe it's like a like a how a, a raging bull is triggered by the movement of the cape. Maybe somehow the kappas are f uh, triggered to arrows and like have to blindly follow them mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah, like have like cool. the the apex of the movie where it's like you all get them outside. And then all the kids are finding like one-way street signs, and then like have them going in a circle. And I was like, okay, we can buy enough time. Get the rocket ready. That is great. I, I like that. I just had, I just had another thought, which might put your whole movie on on its head, but keeping more in line with the video game. Rather than getting the cats into a rocket, you get the mice back into a rocket, the choo choos. So the kids, they because the kids can't kill the cats, the cats can't be killed. They might get flattened or something, but they get back up again. You can't kill them. So the kids realize the, their only food source are the choo choos. So they they send the they send the the, the choo choos back up in the rockets, and then the the cats, the space cats, all die because they're not getting fed. Oh, or they okay. eat the kids. That's just the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, they think they, they, yeah, they're, they're still eating all of humanity in the spaceship as well. <laughs> okay, uh, they throw the kids in the spaceship. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did you say throw oh, the kids in the spaceship? Towards the sun. Why not? <laughs> yeah, launch launch the children into the sun. Uh, I, don't, I was just trying. To, I was trying to think it could be a way to. It's sad because they have to. The, the mice have to leave the earth, and the kids are sad because the mice have gone. But they kill. That's the only way to kill the cats. But if, if the cats are eating humans as well now, then yeah, maybe yeah, not so I, good. Okay, I thought you were gonna say with putting the kit, putting the choo-choos in the rockets i thought you were saying they're sacrificing themselves because then they'll launch the cats to follow the mice or into the same rockets as the mice that's what i thought you were going <laughs> no, no i was trying to say that 
they'd leave the earth and then there's the cats have nothing left to eat so that's the only way to kill the cat so they they then have no food source but mm, okay yeah <laughs> interesting oh, all possibilities all what a hilarious all misunderstanding refer to the storyboard for this later on i'm sure that's me nice. though okay uh antichrist anything to add there or do you want to go on with your bad boy uh I, I added my two cents with the... Uh, okay. With the, oh, wait. The one question. Should we come up with titles for these movies at all? Or... I if mean, I would have just kept mine. Yeah, I don't as know. the title of the game. Yeah, Choo Choo Rocket. I guess it could still just stay as that. Or like, Choo Choo Rocket to hell. No, I have no idea. I'm not... Send me to hell? Yeah. Shoot Rocket me to me the to hell. Um, Cat meal? space mice i don't know graham what happened what are you doing he's just looking at i forgot he has bluetooth he's fancy sorry i'm also listening i um i was trying to look for my my game that i'm going to talk about but i can't find it on the shelf i think it's at my parents house oh Uh, i'm I'm, I'm not going into the next room that's a nightmare right now uh i i chose clockwork night i think that yes you can you can create like a very eerie, very very unsettling game off of Clockwork Night. It would almost be in like the same vein as Little Nightmares, and yeah. because everything is kind of like it's kind of like toys, but they're all mechanical and shit like that, and you know have a dark setting, like it's just the, the the slow turns of all the sprockets and gears going, and then like at the end of the at the end of the movie, you have like the television set like an old CRTV and it like sprouts out and grows out legs and shit like that and <laughs> and these little mandibles that come and try to to kill our titular character I said that word wrong I don't give a shit um <laughs> but I mean like you could you could do something uh like the whole premise of the story like the game is supposed to be like a 2D platformer in the same vein as like Sonic the Hedgehog I mean it's obviously slower but I mean, like it's it's a side scroller, so like you could do pretty much anything that you want with it. the The premise of the game is like you have to go find your girlfriend or the princess. Got to go save her because she's been kidnapped and shit like that. But I was thinking more of along the lines of like this this you know this kid is growing up and he's throwing all his toys into the basement and it's dark and it's it's gritty and it's grimy and shit like that. And you find uh, Mr. Pepper, the toy soldier trying to explore his way through the basement and all the other toys and whatnot have been uh, down there for years, just rotting away. And they, they find fresh blood and <laughs> Pepper's got to escape. He's got to, he's got to go. It's like toy story. He's got to go find a new home and wow. you just something, do something along those lines. I think that that would be pretty entertaining. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so the toys won't be revolting against like the humans or anything. They'll just be no. horror in their little world, almost. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Clockwork could... nightmares. There you go. <laughs> hey. Pay me money. Yes. <laughs> that make it happen. Yeah, that could be. I could imagine that being pretty fun, actually. Wow. That sounds cool. I've. Got... I've got nothing else to add to it, though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it's but uh, that was one game I was thinking of. Fleshed out? Yeah. Something. Ah, you've, got, you've, got, you've, got, you've got a thing in there. Like, yeah, do it. Make it happen. Hell yeah. you got a thing in um, there. So my one, the game I'm choosing is 
Burning Rangers on the Sega Saturn, which if you don't know, it's a game where it's a 3D, third person 3D game where you're basically futuristic firefighters, putting out fires, saving people and stuff. Um, but my idea for this, I think it could translate quite well into almost like an alien-esque style sci-fi horror. And um, you still got a group of futuristic firefighters. There's a couple of new hotshot rookies on the team. They're doing their job. They're going into like um, like stop fires, but they go to like a, a massive space station. And the space station's like in trouble. It's got some fires on there. So they're going there. But it turns out there's way more stuff going on. So like the, the, the space, space station is massive. There's hundreds of humans stuck on there. But when they get on there, they get trapped on there. And the fires around the space station are slowly degrading the and destroying the structural integrity of the space station. So there's a race against time to try and save people. But there is like a crazed security robot on board who's been setting the fires and doesn't want any of the humans to survive for some reason. So the, the robot is hunting down the firefighters and trying to stop them all from escaping. The, the android thinks that the humans are the virus and he's got to purge the ship. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't fleshed out his real intentions of like why the robot has gone crazy or anything, but that, there's something there, I think. And yeah, the I think it needs to be really good. What's the robot's name? Scotty. Kilgore. <laughs> Kilgore. Scotty Kilgore is at it again. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Have you got an name for a robot? Because I can't think of one. Listen, how about this then? Um, n- no, I don't. But uh, the the robot sees that what causes the fires are the humans. So, you know, he works backwards, or it works backwards to think that the humans are causing the fire. I must get rid of the humans. Maybe. Maybe that's it. You could you could have... you. Oh, okay, I'm thinking too much about this. Like, the robot kind of works backwards with stuff to find out the initial problem going on with certain systems or functions. And, like, so it'll basically nip things in the bud. So it'll you could have a part where it's showing, like, Something's about to happen, but it worked. What the hell did oh, Jesus Christ? Um, <laughs> Antichrist just linked us to the music video for Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." Um, It'd be the theme song to Rangers, bro. Yeah, there you go. Um, and that's the name of the robot now, Billy Joel. <laughs> robot called Billy Joel. You're welcome. You're welcome for my Thank service. That's so, um, Scotty, carry on. I was, I like I was, where you're going. I was having a legit reason for the 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 robots' motives for Billy Joel's motives that um it will we'll have to spell it with uh with the O in his last name with a zero or something um yeah but like you'll see that it works backwards to solve problems like something gets I don't know there's a virus in something so it's like oh this happened earlier and then you'll see a way that the robot like skips a step to prevent something from happening and someone's like why did you do that and the robot gives its explanation and the and the humans like oh yeah that's a really good uh that's very efficient you you solve the problem before it even happened like almost minority report garbage but so that could be yeah. it is that so many fires happen and then eventually the robot like looks at you see it examining security footage or something like that and it realizes like so Every time it fixes something, it says source of error or whatever. And then eventually it'll say, like, source of error, ship crew, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So that That's it. You've done it. You've, <laughs> this is this is the perfect sci-fi horror Sega movie, I think. 
I think and then so. when Billy Joel's coming after you, you'll hear we didn't start the fire in the background and everyone's <laughs> screaming and agony. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I, there. I, yeah. I love the idea for one scene where you hear it very faintly in the background, where all you hear is like, and then. You, hear, you see, like, the airlock going down, someone's crawling, clawing at yeah. the windows. We didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus oh, this is, uh, and you this know, is you know, because this is what Hollywood fucking does now. We have to have like a a new metal dark trance cover of "We Didn't Start the Fire" in the trailer for this thing. Yo, ten bucks says it already exists. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh, guys, oh. we're in luck. Nine Inch Nails got back together, and here's this. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's so good! All right, wow. Graham, Graham wins. I'm... Graham's is my favorite. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a team effort. It's all come together nicely. Perfect. Yeah. I love it when that. Or we're just creating together. our cinematic universe where all these have something in common with each other. Hell yeah! <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, we just created who, who, the who Sega horror cinematic universe. What's that? <laughs> who does Uwe Bell get in contact with when he wants to make a game movie? No Let's one. See. He Who's just the... fucking does it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Brilliant. We'll do that. We'll just we'll just crack on. Yeah. So. So what is yeah. this? So What's... Watch watch this space. In a couple of years, you guys will see a Burning Rangers movie coming out. Okay. So it's just we're going to stick with Burning Rangers for the title. Oh I, yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. Have you got a better one? No. Burning Rangers would be good. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Burning Rangers would be good. And and that the, the I, I guess if they if we put out a trailer, it's like Burning Rangers something like, i don't know <laughs> and then okay yeah. <laughs> the marketing's not up to us that's a different department okay yes, yeah it's good yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> wow Got okay it. so i guess that'll do it for the end of the feature and we're coming to the end of the show then so Anthony chris redfield thank you for joining us um do you have any announcements or shout outs that you want to do for any projects you're working on and stuff like maybe for scrubverse or, or anything else no uh scrubverse has a weekly podcast that we come out with um last week we took a short hiatus but i mean uh episode 66 or 67 i don't know i leave that shit to Corey to name and count how many podcasts we have we have a podcast being recorded tonight it'll be released on tuesday uh, I stream every Monday and Friday because I dedicate my Wednesdays to the Megavision streams. Uh, but I stream on my own personal channel, Antichris underscore SV. Uh, I'm doing a Sonic the Hedgehog tier list that I'm slogging through because I don't want to play Sonic 06. I play a lot of other retro stuff and I like fighting games and RPGs. So if you want to see stuff like Street Fighter Alpha 2, uh, Guilty Gear, melty blood whatever you name it i probably got it so you can come check me out over there also we've got the scrubverse podcast youtube channel which i have gone in and gutted and fixed and and putting up new clips and so go check out my our marvel vs. capcom 4 fantasy roster because that is a hell of a good time nice excellent yeah brilliant and uh scotty have we got any megavisions announcements at all not for the most part still plugging away at the latest issue and um Mm -hmm. you know we've got our twitch and our patreon that we you'll hear ads for throughout this episode 
Um, and we're going to try to, I said it before, we're going to try to do something on Extra Life Day possibly and maybe something else later that month because it is still possible to donate to our Extra Life page. It would be pretty cool if we beat $1,500 this year. So if you can, uh, that that, the link to oh, that yeah. site is always in the podcast description. So if you want to throw a few bucks that way to help the kids, that'd be cool. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that will do for the show so thanks everybody thanks thanks all the listeners and viewers and everything and thanks anti-chris for jumping on thanks scotty and everybody out there hopefully this will come out in time for halloween so have a happy halloween and enjoy the spooky games and shows we've been talking about recently so yeah have a great time and be excellent to each other hell yeah you're not jimmy <laughs>
Good night, Jimmy.